Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, thanks for joining me today. Great to have you along. I'm delighted to be joined by Bill Bannum, who is probably the busiest man in the HR industry. He is everywhere. He is the editor and publisher of the HR Gazette, which is a hugely popular HR industry news and opinion site, which also covers a hugely popular HR chat podcast. He's also the co-founder and organizer of Innovate Work, and he does all of that under the ICNI Media brand and is hugely involved in Disrupt HR and Hacking HR. So Bill, I don't know how you do it, but thank you for taking the time out to chat with me today. Lovely to be here. Thanks very much for having me, Ben. Good to see you. Bill, can we start by perhaps you giving us your background and give us some context? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm Bill Bannum. Hello, everybody. My background is in the world of publishing and events primarily. So showing my age now, I started my career about 13, 14 years ago, working for a big um, publishing house in, in West London. And then after that, I, I moved over to become uh, the editor at um, an HR magazine in, in London called HR Review. I was also their, their marketing manager. They had an event side of things. Um, and that was my first foray into the wonderful world of, of human resources. Uh, and then after that, I moved over to Toronto, um, a, a place where I'd spent a year a few years back when I was uh, even less gray. And um, uh, when I moved back to Toronto, I, I got sponsored by a talent management software platform. I actually, it was owned by one of the dragons from Canada's Dragons then. And I was like, yeah, of course. And, and while I was there, I, I, started, uh, I started the HR Gazette, which I guess we'll talk about in this interview as well. Brilliant. Well, yeah, I know the HR Gazette. It's a wonderful site and there's so much good content on there. But can you describe what it is and who it's for? Absolutely. So the HR Gazette was founded in 2014. Uh, it started as kind of a, a little hobby of, of mine um, while I was working for that uh, talent management software company I mentioned just a moment ago. And um, it, it, it's grown into a bit of a beast and it covers it covers everything to do with the world of HR. Okay, So it's, a, it's an online portal for anyone interested in things to do with uh, the world of work. So whether that's employment law, company culture, diversity and equality, uh, latest uh, HR technologies, you name it. If it's if it's related to HR talent and leadership, we probably talk about it. We do indeed. And can you tell us about the podcast? Because you've had some amazing guests on there. We have, we have, we had this uh, lovely guest on there recently, actually called uh, called Ben, who's got his own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the checks in the mail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Ben, uh, you you're on recently. You're one of my favourite guests, of course. Um, so the, the HR chat show <laughs> <laughs> started in 2016. So it's not one of these newfangled podcasts out there, listeners. It's been going for a little while now, and um, uh, it's, it's it's a labour of love. And we're we're now at the point where we've had uh, well over 100,000 downloads. Primarily, that's in the US and Canada, but also places like Brexit land and Ireland and Australia <laughs> and, and other places. Um, and uh, yeah. just like the HR Gazette, it, it covers anything to do with uh, HR talent and leadership. And yeah, you're right. We've had some had some amazing guests actually from from organisations like NASA, from uh, the United Nations, all of the HR tech companies like ADP, SAP, Ceridian, all, all those others. Um, well, I, I guess maybe I'll talk a little bit later, maybe about 
some of my favorite episodes but uh um, another organization i should just give a shout out to is uh, simon cynic and all their awesome work we've had them on twice because they're so good what an impact they've had on the world and simon cynic's had on the world haven't they yeah so what have been some of your favorite interviews other than mine of course other than yours well you're obviously at the top there okay so all the other, any, anything else I can mention would be a poor second, but still. Uh, let me so see. disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a few of mine here. Recently, I, I interviewed evil HR lady, aka Susan Lucas, oh. Suzanne Lucas, sorry. And uh, in that show, we talked about how the pandemic has impacted company culture and operating models and what areas of the HR department are, are now changed forever as a result of what's happened over the last year or so. So, big shout out to Suzanne. Uh, who else would I mention? Dave Milner. Um, people might know him as the HR curator. What a clever guy! Very engaging, clever guy. He has a um, he has a particular lens on on HR and HR technology and people processes. He he says that we're in the 2020s now, and it's all about the commercialization of, of HR and, and how HR is is splitting into two different functions. One which is focused on the data, and one which is focused more on the people. I.e. The, the technology is getting so clever now, so good now, that um, you'll have folk who are CHROs are purely focused on people analytics and they'll be much more cold in their decisions, which maybe sounds a bit like Big Brother in, in, this, in the sense that technology can monitor so much now. But on the plus side, and I hate to be cheesy and I hate if anybody ever mentions this in my podcast, but... It's, it's going to bring it's going to bring the human back into human resources. Ugh, Bill, how dare you say that? Uh, but what I, what I mean by that is, it's going to allow managers to be mentors, and it's going to allow uh, HR folk who are more interested on the people side of things instead of the data side of things to to focus on that area, to focus on company culture, to focus on engagement, to focus on on retention. So that was another great one. If I can just do a couple more quick shout outs here to to other. Uh, past yeah. guests uh william tinkup love that guy love that guy so much william tinkup i once saw a presentation from william tinkup he, he's from uh, recruiting daily if you haven't heard of him uh, i once saw a presentation where he had one slide and a bunch of words on one slide and he swore a bit because he's william tinkup and he's cool um and i just i just can't get enough of him and uh, i'd have him on my show every week if i could um and uh, yeah he's a, I, he's a legend and, and i mentioned stephen chapetsky from simon cynic um, in my last answer so i've had Stephen on a couple of times and actually uh with with steven simon cynic uh, that's that's the most popular show that we've done so far now thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads with, with that show and steven's one of the inspiring writers at simon cynic inc uh, on the start with Y team and they've just got such an optimistic outlook on life around what legacy do you want to create and and accepting that you're never going to get to the end result. There, there is no end result. There is no finish line. We're just we're all parts of something where we're building towards something more. And 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 therefore, you've got to think about your legacy. You've got to think about, as they as they put it, you've got to think about your why. Uh, so tell me, how do you position your business in the market overall? There, there are a few different things to to, to what I get up to. Uh, one of those is the HR Gazette. Uh, there's also an agency behind that that creates content for, for HR people, but also for other businesses. My, my background, Ben, is, is marketing before I came into the world of, of, of HR. So that there's a there, there's an agency side of things. And then also uh, we do events, which maybe we'll get to later on, uh, called, called Innovate Work, which we've been doing since 2017. And we've had about 5,000 people attend those so far. So how, how, do we, how do we position? Well, 
uh, a, a lot of a lot of that thing is around having a having a community of, of folk of like-minded folk who, who are there to collaborate to innovate to, to share ideas um, so if you if you're lucky enough to be talking with lots of interesting people like like uh, Dave Oldrich or William Tinkup or Stephen Shvletsky and, and you've got a community of folk that are coming to your events as well um, then you've got things to shout about and share with the world and, that, and I feel like that naturally positions positions those brands and, and, and helps to get the message out there people can see that we're very active yeah. and, and we're sharing ideas and um, and we're, we're we're trying to educate and we're trying to learn from each other yeah no, that sounds good so can you tell us a little bit about the Innovate Work series of events? Because you've got some amazing stuff on. So what have you run so far? Or what have you got coming down the line? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we started the Innovate Work events in 2017. So that was myself and a very handsome chap called Rob Catalano, who is the uh, the, 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 uh, the, the co-founder and CEO at a company called Work Tango, which is uh, an employee communication feedback tool essentially Um, and we we started the innovate work series in 2017 it was a very cold january night uh, and we had i don't know about 75 people turn up at a downtown office in toronto and it's grown from then and we actually we we host events uh, all over now so up until up until covid hit uh, those events were in person they were across canada and then we were about to take those in-person events to various cities in the US and UK and Australia and Caribbean. Um, but obviously we had to pivot. But so we, we went online and, and uh, that, that's going pretty well. And it, there, there have been some silver linings with having to be fully online. For example, we, we've um, we split up the Innovate Work event in North America by essentially by time zone. So we, we do Innovate Work East Coast, which means we can pull people from anywhere as long as they're on the East Coast as a speaker, right? You know, they could be in Boston, they could be in uh philadelphia they could be in baltimore or they could be in toronto it doesn't matter uh, as long as we're on the east coast so that, that that's quite a nice silver lining but, uh, this is a long way to answer your question um <laughs> what's coming up uh coming up in, in 2021 is it's more of the same so we, we've got online events happening across north america east coast midwest rockies and west coast how we split those up uh we've got events happening in the caribbean and you can find what's that, that one called that's our third Innovate Work Caribbean event. Um, and we've got some okay. awesome speakers there. We've got a guy who's a governor of a prison. And um, and uh, I did an interview <laughs> with him recently. And uh, I was on my best behavior, obviously, you know, uh, when you're talk- <laughs> talking about yourself with someone from that profession. Um, but he's got a really interesting take, obviously, on, on leadership and uh, and what it means to to really bring the best out of people and, and particularly under under pressure and under uh, intense scrutiny and, uh, you know, and and sometimes under the, the eye of the of the media as well anyone who's ever attended the Shawshank Redemption movie or something like that you know they don't have a great branding do they prison <laughs> they, they 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 maybe don't but and, and yet we're we're all morbidly fascinated with uh, with anything that happens in prisons aren't we so yeah that, that's a good one to check yeah. out um, we've also uh, we've got more innovate work events happening in the Rockies, um, and that's going to be in April. And we've got an East Coast event also happening. And then the HR Gazette is also supporting an event called the 2021 Employee Benefits Superhero Symposium, uh, which is happening over two wow. days on April 7th and 8th with a, with a really cool uh, benefits platform called uh, Thought Benefits. 
And all of these things can be found on, on Eventbrite or uh, if they innovate work, just go to innovatework.co. Very nice. That's good. Well, I wish you well. And if people listening to this have a client or themselves, or they know of someone who would be a good speaker for these or future events, what should they do? Can they get in touch? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so we, we always invite applications for the speakers um, and we we try and uh, respond to, to all of those applications. As you can imagine, we, we, we do get a, a few come through. Um, but each of our events uh, presents typically four to five speakers. So if you're persistent, but most importantly, if you've got something uh, a little bit different um, to talk about something which is new, something which is setting the world of work on fire and you and it will be interesting to your audience, then by all means, reach out with, with what your proposal would be. Um, however, just be warned, uh, when it comes to the Innovate Work sessions, you only get nine minutes. Uh, we call those passion talks. It ain't a lot of time. Um, so it's, it's more than, say, a disrupt, but it's a heck of a lot less than uh, a traditional keynote would be. Um, and the reason why we do nine minutes is in the mornings, listeners, when you hit snooze, you get nine more minutes of sleep. Imagine <laughs> all of the things that you could learn in nine minutes, right, if you got up and jumped out of bed. So that's why they're nine minutes. I love it. I love it. And for people listening, by the way, just to pause on that point, you know, if you you want to pitch a presentation to a, a conference or if you want to write a guest article for a, a website or a newspaper or something like that don't just pitch the usual stuff because they won't be interested so if you just turn up asking to give a talk on how to manage a remote workforce well it's kind of been done to death so as bill alluded to find an angle something new fresh uh, intriguing that will help produce a better conference or a better newspaper or a better website. So always look for something interesting and, and a nice angle to take. And on that point there, Bill, you've got such an amazing history experience and success across the HR industry. What's your advice when it comes to attracting new clients and customers? Content uh, would, would, be, would be a good place to start. Great, great yeah. content. You know, share, share awesome content. Uh, be, be original, be authentic with your content that you're creating and, and get that out there. Um, and and I, I feel people, if, if they respect the content that you're creating, they'll, they'll naturally gravitate towards you. But you, you, can't, you can't rest on your laurels. You can't assume that you're going to get lots of inbound interest just because of that. You also need to uh, massage and manage and ring fence and segment your email lists and, and treat that lovingly. You need to... Uh, constantly work on your social media presence um, and, and underlying all of that I think is is your personal brand but also the, the brand of, of the company you work for you, you need to make sure that's uh, representing itself as well as it can be at all times yeah and you made a good point there about the you can't just rest on your laurels and hope that all your leads come inbound as a result of producing content you've got to be active getting that out there I think in the old days you could write a few blog posts or post a few LinkedIn posts and everyone would see it and go, wow, that's great. Let's go and phone them up, book a sales call, but not anymore because everyone's doing it. So you've got to work a bit harder and smarter. And I know, for instance, with HR Gazette, people can sponsor and, and get promoted in, in that way. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, I reckon that we must get, I don't know, five to 10 uh, emails a day that says, hey, uh, we'd love to submit this post about X. Um, it's the best thing since sliced breads, and and invariably they are a vendor to the world of HR, to talent, to leaders. You know, they're trying to sell yeah. things to uh, HR leaders and, and uh, talent pros. 
that well then let you know let's be honest about it if if, if you are a thought leader if you're saying something original if you've got a, if you've got an original angle if there's innovation in what you're talking about then we'll look at that and we'll say great uh, this is something that we want to get behind and we want to publish if you're if you're a vendor and in your your you're reaching out to an HR Gazette or HR.com or whoever it might be, and, and you're just doing the same sort of pitch with, with, with no originality behind it, then you can expect to, to have to pay to, to get in front of those audiences. So we have, we have a, a two-phase two model, if you like. Uh, one side is um, content, which is absolutely free and welcomed uh, to contribute to, to the site from practitioners within HR, folk with unique ideas, with uh, unique ways of uh, thinking. And then on the other side, if you're, if you're a vendor in the space, for sure you can, you can get uh, space in, in the HR Gazette or indeed maybe sponsor an HR chat podcast, um, but there are sponsorship fees attached to that. Yeah, but it's, it's like running ads or uh, putting a booth up at a conference. It's a, another channel to look at. And it makes sense that if you're going to have your target market reading HR Gazette or listening to the HR chat podcast, then get in front of them by buying I don't know, sponsorship or it's a, a way of accelerating the process. So I, I see nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and, and so, Bill, you've built many communities, conferences and so on. A lot of people hear these days about, you know, build a tribe, build your network around you so that you can raise the standard of your leads and client acquisition, that sort of thing. What's your advice when it comes to growing a successful community of HR professionals and potential clients and so on? So I, I think, again, I'd say that goes back to the, the content, Ben. Uh, if, if you're able to, I mean, let, let's take the event side of things with, with Innovate Work. We, we do regular surveys post-event with, with, our, with our attendees you know, to understand what they like, what they didn't like, what, what's working, what can be improved, and so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm proud to say that the general feedback is that they, they, they like the content that's presented in front of them, that they, they like the speakers that, that, that we, we find and we work with and then are represented at our, our events. So I, I feel like that's, that's the most important place to start. You know, if, 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 you, if you can provide content, if you can provide thought leaders to, uh, to a room of HR talent and, and, and leaders, um, which gets them going, which gets them thinking, then they'll want to come back and they'll tell their friends and their colleagues all about it as well. And you'll grow that community and it will be a community of learning. It'll be a community of collaboration and it will be a community that's doing all the things that should be done, I believe, which is helping each other out, being authentic and, um, and, and just kind of getting to know and, and, and share ideas. Yeah, that makes sense. So what does the future hold then for HR and the world of work and what should listeners do about it? Well, I think there's some big issues that we've all got to be, got to be aware of. Uh, some of them uh, won't, be a, won't be a surprise to, to listeners of this show, I'm sure. But uh, the rise of AI and machine learning, that ain't going anywhere. Now, I'm not saying that you know, yeah. um, we're, we're, we're looking at a, an imminent situation where the Terminator is going to come after us or anything like that. But um, <laughs> uh, what, what AI and machine learning will continue to mean is the augmentation of traditional jobs whether that's in sales, in marketing, in biz dev, in, in operations, and indeed in, in HR. So uh, rather than be worried about Arnie chasing you down, um, em embrace it. Um, <laughs> use it as an opportunity to, to upskill yourself, to, to, to remain relevant, uh, to get new skills, whether that's in coding. Um, I've done a lot of shows and 
uh, articles around, for example, the, the crossover between HR and the marketing department today. And I, I believe strongly that uh, HR pros, if, for example, they're going to project uh, the employer brand in the right ways, they need to understand uh, the, the, the essentials of getting most out of uh, social media platforms or having having employee reviews in the right places or um, how to quickly send out an email campaign to, to particular segments. Uh, the, the next thing that I would highlight would be the rise of the gig economy. Um, so we've, we've seen a big spike yeah. since Q1 of 2020 um, in, in gig workers. Now that, of course, is partly the result of a lot of folks unfortunately losing uh, their jobs. Uh, their, their traditional employment roles and therefore they've, they've gone out there and they've decided to, to do it themselves um, and that might be the start for many of them as first as for a successful consulting career and awesome and if you can work for yourself i would say do it i've, I've done it myself now for five years and it's great you must however remember to get out your pajamas when you're working because you know that's just uh, that's just basic, <laughs> um, but but still, I, I think we will continue to see a, a rise in, in the gig workforce, and I think that's going to create a lot of um, challenges, but also a lot of opportunities in terms of how how to create a blended or a hybrid workforce of what one might call traditional workers, people who are contracted in the traditional employment contract, but, um, attracting top talent who are, are there on a in a less traditional. Uh, manner in a less traditional capacity and then how are you, how are you going to keep those gig workers long term you have to think about giving them some kinds of benefits maybe you wouldn't have thought about giving them only a year ago you have to figure out ways to immerse them within the company culture but also keep them at arm's length because they're not an actual employee these are things that um, they're just going to become more and more important uh, as, as the 2020s go on um, finally of course um, another big change that we've seen uh, as a result of of the pandemic and and all the crises that have happened with that is um is work from home and and also the hours that we work so what we'll need to keep a handle on is how we can manage employee expectations once we're through the pandemic uh, when it comes to working from home now i recently interviewed a clever chap from from gartner and he said that post covid so hopefully later this year if not 2022 uh, around 27% of uh, the the office-based workforce will continue to work from home full time, uh, which is a big jump from 20% pre pre COVID, and 50% will be working from home at least at least part time. So the the challenge is there for the yeah. HR departments in terms of managing a, a disparate workforce, one which is also combining gig workers. That's big because what underlines all of this company culture right how, how do you how do you maintain your company culture how do you how do you make sure that everybody understands your why going back to that answer earlier if folk are you know part of your workforce are gig work workers or a bunch of folk are, are long-term working from home yeah absolutely i think there's brilliant insights and we used to call it the global financial crisis the gfc in australia years ago when you know we had the wall street meltdown you know recessions in different countries and things like that and at the time i remember saying Look for the silver lining in this in these terrible times. How can you protect your workplace culture so that when the economy comes back, you don't then struggle with the employee attraction and retention side of things that can be such a burden on companies in times of skill shortages? 
Uh, and you were aligning, alluding to that with the gig worker side of things. So how do you build a culture that incorporates them somehow keeps them separate as well. But yeah, there's so much change. And I think it's look for the silver lining. It's uh, a wonderful opportunity for proactive, innovative companies and, and for innovative HR leaders. Would you agree with that? I would. Um, I, I'd also add that for companies who have now adopted a, um, a remote workforce first policy, uh, as opposed to you know allowing uh, some of their workforce mm. to work from home from time to time, they've now got a global pool of talent that they can call upon. Yeah. You know, that, that's huge. Uh, it's been it's been a big learning curve for, for a lot of leaders to to get their head around the fact that employees can be just as productive uh, when they are work work from home employees. Um, but yeah. I, I think I think that's largely been proved out now. And what that means for them if if they embrace uh, the, these changes is that you can employ people from anywhere. And and what does that mean for your business? It means that you can get the best talent, and the talent pool is so much bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I think half the websites in the world are based on a system called WordPress and WordPress for years, I think has been a hundred percent remote first. I could be getting horribly wrong, but I'm, from memory, that's, that's the case. And so I would say part of their massive growth has been the fact that, yeah, as you say, talent's available anywhere and they've been able to draw upon that. So yeah, great point. Bill, you've covered so much good stuff here and some ideas and also the events and things like that, that are coming up. If people want to learn more about what you do and get involved or get in touch, what should they do next? Yeah, thank you, Ben. Um, I am all over LinkedIn. Love a bit of LinkedIn, so just search for Bill Bannum. I'm I'm the dude with the with a bit of grey hair, and I'll probably say uh, HR Gazette and by name. I'm not the former uh, vice president of Virgin Records. He's the other Bill Bannum. I'm sure he's a very nice chap. But <laughs> don't don't confuse the two of us. You can also uh, learn more by going to hrgazette.com or hr-gazette.com. They both go to the same places. Or check out Innovate Work. CEO on the event side of things, or indeed uh, on the on the marketing side of things, it's uh, icinemarketing.com. Brilliant. All right. Well, if you're listening to this on the go, we'll have the links in the show notes for you. It just leaves me to say thank you very much, Bill. I've really enjoyed our chat and uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's really helping the HR industry. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. You're an absolute gentleman. I appreciate the opportunity to come on the show. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.